Get ready for another edition of CSB Broadcast, where Community State Bank links you to the communities of Southeastern Wisconsin and keeps you connected to the people, businesses, and events happening near you. Hello, I'm Robert Peroni with Community State Bank, the Vice President slash Market President of Kenosha. Today I have with me Angela Elliott, the Executive Director of Habitat for Humanity. Welcome, Angela. Hello, thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about what Habitat for Humanity has taking place right now. You know, last time we met was you know, it was prior to the pandemic, so there was a lot going on at that point. So some of my notes might be sketchy, but uh, <laughs> I'd love to hear more about what you guys are doing, what's taking place. But, uh, you know, one of the takeaways when we met was I learned a lot more of everything Habitat for Humanity does. It's not just here's a house for somebody. You know, you yeah. guys do so much more than that. And there's so much more that you guys put into that with the new ownership and so forth. And I'd like to just touch base on that first and then kind of go through some of the other things you guys have going on and what's taking place at Habitat. Absolutely. Um, well, like uh, Robert mentioned, my name is Angela Elliott. I'm the executive director. I've been with Habitat for Humanity of Kenosha for about a year and a half now. We definitely had some struggles from the pandemic, but for the most part, we've been able to keep with our mission and our vision, which is building not only homes, but hope for people here in Kenosha and the surrounding area who may not be able to normally afford um, to purchase a home or uh, um, qualify for a home purchase. So our homeownership program is really about providing a service for people who um, are considered poverty. So we build homes for people who are considered 80% or less of the average median income of Kenosha. And then we take that and we do sell them the home, but it's at an affordable rate for them. So it's 30% or less of their income is what their mortgage actually is. So some people do think that we give homes away, but it is actually a program where we help people um, purchase a home. It's just at an affordable rate for them. Okay. Um, and we're able to do this because we have community involvement. So we have partnerships with local people, but also at a national level. Um, we're able to surround people in the community and take them um, volunteers skilled and unskilled we train them to help build the homes and these homes you know when they're building it could be anything from framing the house with um, our carpenters club and our site leaders to painting flooring anything that people are willing to contribute they come out and volunteer so once the home is built then we do sell it to the homeowners who qualify for the program the three areas that people need to um, qualify is one is a um, ability to pay so they have to have a good history of payment Okay. Like whether that's mortgage, whether that's rent, um, just a re good repayment history. The ability to pay, so they have to have a steady income. Okay. Um, they have to show that they've been in a stable um, employment for quite some time. They have to show that they have um, the ability to pay a mortgage. And then the third area is a willingness to partner with us. So with the willingness to partner, that includes filling out an application, coming to Habitat events when they're able to, and then also, we do what's called sweat equity hours. Our homeowners are required to do 250 hours of sweat equity, and the sweat equity includes anything from building at their home site or other people's home site to doing classes online, in person, and some of these classes can be anything from learning how to cook, learning how to budget, um, financial classes, um, home repair classes. It could be anything to just help them become great homeowners who really represent Habitat well. So we're always priding ourselves on the fact that our homeowners are um, a good representation of what we want our organization to be known for. That's fantastic. What made you want to become part of Habitat for Humanity? Oh, I love the mission. I love what the organization does. There's really 
no organization out there that I feel um, does what we do and to the level that we do. I know that homeownership is such a prideful thing for somebody. So when you can't own a home and you feel that that's part, you know, everybody wants to own a home, but if you aren't able to, it's just such a great thing to be able to provide this opportunity for people who normally wouldn't be able to. I know that uh, right now, I believe, as we were speaking before we were on the podcast, that you have four projects taking place right yes. now. Can you talk in a little bit about each one of those projects and how they're going? Yeah, absolutely. So we typically build um, a few houses at a time. Right now, we actually have four, but they're at four different stages. We have one home um, at, uh, on 67th Street, and it is done. We're just finishing up some very minor things after the inspections, and we're actually ready to sell it to our homeowner here. So yeah, we're really excited about that piece for sure. Then we have our next one, which is at 2018 45th Street. That one is our our first handicap accessible build, which is super exciting. Um, That one is gonna be purchased by a homeowner um, who has some physical disabilities. So this home does have a little bit um, more than a normal home would have. So we're putting ramps on it. We're doing touchless faucets. Um, A lot of these things were in partnership with local organizations so like Kohler's donating the touchless faucets and handy ramp gave us a very good discount on the ramps and stuff like that so it's really nice that the community comes together to help us because obviously the handicap accessible um, items aren't part of our normal budget sure so this one is exciting for us and um, that one is i would say 80 percent done then we have our third project which is at 5311 17th avenue and that one is fully enclosed, it's roofed, it's um, starting the rough plumbing and or have some of that stuff done, um, but we'll be insulating soon. So, you know, that one's coming along, but you can see they're all at different stages. And then our final one is at 5503 23rd Avenue. That one, the hole is dug and we'll be, um, we just got the backfill done yesterday, actually. Oh, <laughs> so we'll be framing that here in the next uh, week. So. We'll start the framing process. So all of them are at different levels, and we do that so that, you know, we can always offer volunteer opportunities. Well, we hope to. (laughs) There's some times where we're not able to offer volunteer opportunities, you know, if we're waiting on contractors or whatnot. Sure. Um, Or in this case, you know, from the pandemic, we've had a lot of delays in ordered products. So some of our, like, windows and stuff have been on back order for, like, four weeks. So some of that is definitely... um, a challenge but for the most part we have them at four different stages so that we can always offer volunteer opportunities for people who want to join whether it's you know framing at 23rd avenue or they could be painting at 45th street or whatever it is we try to give different opportunities how do the volunteers connect with you yeah a lot of them um will call or email but we do have an online database it's called volunteer hub okay. we put all of our volunteer opportunities right on that page and it's right on our website when you go to habitatkenosha.org. You click on volunteer and then you're able to just click on there. It's real quick to sign up for a profile and then all the volunteer opportunities are listed there. And that includes building at the build site, office volunteering, event volunteering if they wanted to volunteer at a special event. Any of those things are listed. Um, right now with the pandemic, it is a little bit more limited. Okay. Um, our build site does have some limitations, um, which was directed from Habitat International where they've asked if you don't volunteer on a regular basis that we're um, at this time, we're taking a break from people who are just coming to volunteer, like maybe like one time. Okay. So our people that are volunteering right now are our site leaders who are people who have been safety trained through Habitat International. And we have about seven or eight of them. Wow. They, yeah, they're all volunteers too, which is really nice. And they obviously keep our program going. They are all safety trained and 
other people can get safety trained if they wanted to become a site leader. That just means that they're approved by us to be on the build site by themselves and okay. lead groups. So we do have um, a good handful of them. Then we have what's called our Carpenters Club. These, some of them are site leaders and Carpenters Club both, but Carpenters Club, they volunteer um, on an ongoing basis. So okay. they're there. Any, some of them are there twice a week. Some are there three times a week. Some are there four days a week. Some are there full time. <laughs> um, but as long as they're volunteering on a regular basis, and our only requirement is once a month okay. to be part of the Carpenters Club. So if somebody wanted to join the Carpenters Club, then they could be volunteering at the build site right now. Um, but we do have other opportunities for like our homeowners who are doing the sweat equity. They are also volunteering at the build site and anybody who donates hours. So our sweat equity, equity hours, you are allowed to donate towards them um, up to 25%. So if a family or friend said, hey, I'm gonna volunteer for Habitat and I'm donating my hours to Toya, let's say, she can get up to 25% of her hours donated. Oh, so that's people, cool. yeah, so people can come and do, um, volunteer and then donate towards the homeowners. So oh, very cool. Yeah, those are the main people that are volunteering right now. But we do have other special events, like we just had a fundraiser at Festival Food, where people could come and help sell brats and cheeseburgers and whatnot to help raise funds for our, our resort that we have, sure. hopefully so, opening soon. Circling back to the homeowners. So once their house is built and you've had the dedication ceremony and they are now the homeowner, do they still have a relationship outside of paying their mortgage to, you, to Habitat? Do they continue a relationship with you guys throughout the process? Or yeah. after the process, should I say? Yeah, absolutely. So after we sell the homes to the homeowners um we pride ourselves on having a good relationship with them so some of these people who didn't plan on owning a home um so they may have questions about what to do with their taxes or okay. they have a home repair and they don't know who to contact um so we are always making referrals like that or okay. answering questions when they are at their home dedication we do give them a binder of information to try to help them oh, you nice. know like this is who we got your flooring from this is who does this kind of repair this is what maintenance you should be doing on a yearly basis we try to give them resources that will set them up for success long term sure but we also have what's called a homeowner hub that we put on our website that lists resources too. So if I hear like, you know, obviously um, since these folks are considered poverty, they qualify for a lot of other programs that may be going on. So like during tax season, um, I was informed that there was um, tax uh, accountants that were offering free tax services for people who were considered poverty. So I shared that with them. So okay. I always am posting things on our, our homeowner hub for their um, benefit okay. and just so that they're aware. So we try to provide them ongoing services, not necessarily from us, but at least sharing things that could help them just um, in the long run be uh, successful. And just that's the piece of providing not only homes, but hope. So we really pride ourselves on trying to have that good relationship with them, even after they purchase their home. That's great. Mm -hmm. Excellent. You had mentioned that uh, you recently had the, the brat stand Yep. and so forth and I, I'm assuming it was a success for you guys yeah it was fun it was our first time doing it and okay. we plan to do it again and I noticed following you guys on Facebook that you also had the women build week yeah that looked like that went really well for you guys as well can you touch on that a little bit yeah women build was amazing so we uh, Habitat International does um, have women build throughout the country and this was our first time trying it um for us, it was super successful. We were shocked by the amount of partnerships and the volunteers that came forward. Um, obviously, with the pandemic, it, we had to really dial it back from what we originally wanted to do. Okay. Um, but with Women Build, what we do is we just empower women to come out to the build site and do things that they probably normally wouldn't do 
or feel comfortable doing. And we want to empower them to not only come out to the build site to learn a new skill, but also to give back to their community. So it was very um, successful in the fact that we had not only volunteers come out to the build site, and we did ask them to make a donation for that. So it was a fundraiser for us. So each participant was asked to donate either a $30 or a $50 participant level. Um, We raised over $4,300 in donations. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we had um, over 11 different businesses donate meals. So lunches and dinners for the volunteers. Um, We had several partnerships with the local communities um, or organizations um, like Kirk Concrete and uh, uh, George's Grading, and they all donated tons of things and time. That's we had, fantastic. Yeah, tons of partnerships from the different communities. So it was really, really great experience. And to be honest with you, I think that's going to be our number one fundraiser going forward. So earlier in our conversation, you mentioned the, the ReStore. Yes. And when we originally had met, I told you that was very, that's how I became <laughs> really familiar with Habitat for Humanity and, and was through the ReStore. As when we bought our house about three years ago, we had had Habitat for Humanity out of Racine come out, yep. and we had donated all of our cabinets and doors and so forth, and we got to really learn more about Habitat and the ReStore. And, of course, we frequent them all <laughs> in southeast Wisconsin, northern Illinois. Yes. But we'd love to hear what's taking place. I, I know you're making some changes right now, but I'd love to hear more about what you guys are doing to bring a Habitat for Humanity ReStore in Kenosha. Yes, absolutely. ReStores are a great um, resource for the community in general because it's just another donation point you know we accept all items that maybe some of the other local um, donation drop-offs would not accept you know appliances cabinets countertops anything that's like considered a b- building material um, would be part of our acceptance list that being said that keeps that out of the landfill but in turn we then sell those for a profit for our program. So anything you buy at the ReStore does go back to our program to build more houses here in the area. So basically we're trying to open a ReStore here in Kenosha. We had plans to open January of 2021. Um, with the pandemic, it has put us quite behind. Sure. And, uh, you know, when we sat down as a team and evaluated the current climate of our um, economy and the pandemic, we really thought it was wise to hold that off for a little bit until it seems a little bit more stable. <laughs> Makes sense. So completely. for now, we kind of just changed our view um, of what our goal is going to be. So our goal right now, we started selling things online. So you can okay. find on our website, um, which again is habitatkenosha.org, there is a little button that says shop. And so we started putting things up there that people have donated to us that are now going to be for sale online. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, we're really excited. Barth Storage in Kenosha, they actually donated three storage units to us. So those are all full right now <laughs> <laughs> already from donations from people in the community. Um, so once we have those items sold and more room in our storage unit, we will be able to take more donations. So the donations we're able to accept is very limited okay. based on the space we have at those storage units right now. But as people buy things, we'll be able to accept more donations. And what we're hoping to do here in the near future is find a location that is maybe more of a storefront type or more of an accessible warehouse where people, we maybe it's a couple thousand square foot um, where we can accept a little bit higher uh, quantity of donations. And then maybe it's a little bit more accessible for people to come directly to that building you know, maybe sure. we open it a couple times a month um, and have an event rather than a, a store. So okay. what we're trying to do is basically we call, we call it a pre-store because <laughs> we can't call it a restore until it's approved through International and it meets all the requirements. Sure. And then once we have enough 
um, funding to open the doors of the restore and we feel that the economy is more stable, we will definitely be doing that as soon as possible. That's yes. great news. I'm super excited. Yeah, because the restore <laughs> actually funds um, uh, at least a house, if not two, sometimes three in some okay. areas a year. That's so incredible. That's a huge sustainable piece for us to be able to continue doing our program here in the area. So we are gung-ho about opening a restore. We just want to make sure that we're doing it at the right time and that it's a smart and logical move for us at that point. Sure. So what's your what's what's Habitat <laughs> Humanity Kenosha's number one need, would you say? At the moment, funding, funding. for sure. Okay. Um, you know, and I don't want to say that everything's the fault of the pandemic, but I think with the uncertainty, yeah. people are being careful. Sure. Um, so we have definitely seen a large decrease in the individual donations okay. as well as corporate sponsors. People aren't willing to give as much as they normally would. Sure. Um, so that is definitely something that we are lacking or okay. <laughs> has seen have seen a decrease since the pandemic. Unfortunately, we can't encourage more volunteers than what we kind of have unless people are interested in joining the Carpenters Club or volunteering at a special event. But we definitely, uh, funding would be our number one. Volunteers are always welcome. We do have remote volunteer opportunities that are listed on our website as okay. well. So if people are interested in joining, there are still ways to volunteer. It's just a little bit different than how we normally would. Okay. And then the third, we call it the stool. So there's the volunteers, the funding, and then the third leg of the stool is homeowners. So we always wanna have homeowners for our program. Um, and actually, starting September 1st, we will be accepting more applications. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we have a closed application process, meaning that we only open two times a year. Okay. Um, so the first one is March 1st through March 15th. The second one is September 1st through September 15th. Excellent. So in September, we'll be able to accept more applications so we can evaluate people here in the local area that may qualify for the program. And then their house would be then added to the list uh, for our pipeline. Very cool. Yeah. Angela, is there anything that I missed that you would like to chat about? I'm just glad that people are excited about Habitat. I am so appreciative of the support. You know, the city of Kenosha is always very supportive, um, giving us lots. Okay. Um, you know, without their support, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing either. Um, okay. We're very thankful for the community that is involved, and we're thankful for people who understand what our program is trying to do and support us. Would you give us the uh, website address one more time so yeah. people can find more information? Absolutely. It's um, Habitat Kenosha. Org. Well, I, Angela, I really appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming in and chatting about uh, Habitat for Humanity. Thank you so much for inviting us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to CSB Broadcast. For more information about Community State Bank, visit us online at csb.bank. Community State Bank is a member FDIC and an equal housing lender.